You're listening to The Other Connor Podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your host, Connor Halley. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of The Other Connor Podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Connor Halley with you here as always. Very quickly here, quick shout out to our sponsor, DraftKings. If you're going to sign up today, make sure to use promo code THPN. It'll help you out along the way. Lots going on, of course. Daily fantasy sports and hockey, basketball on the weekends. You've got NFL, also golf and MMA. Lots of stuff today to have a lot of fun with DraftKings. Make sure to use promo code THPN. We've got a great show coming up for you today. We're going to be joined by a couple members of the TSN 1260 team in Edmonton. We'll hear from Hernan Salas of the postgame show later on. He's also a part of the Locked On Network. He's two guys in a goalie. The guy is basically everywhere. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Hernando Man. We'll talk to him later on in the show to discuss the Oilers' hot start. But uh, right now, we're going to bring in TSN 1260's Jeff Walker. He's on Twitter, at Walker8Jeff. And uh, Jeff, for the Edmonton Oilers, uh, a pretty hot start to the season right now. First place in the Pacific Division, ahead of the Calgary Flames. The Flames could have leapfrogged them on Saturday night, but did not. They lost to the Winnipeg Jets, which I think was nice to see for all of us. So the Oilers, 20 games in, first place in the Pacific Division. Did you see this coming? I don't think I saw this coming. Like, I thought they were going to be a good team this year. Like, they had all the parts there to, to make a good run. I did like Ken Holland's moves over the summertime, adding some more offense. But, uh, you know, like 15-5, and five, what a start to the season. So I thought they were going to be okay. I don't think I thought they were going to be that good, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, and, and I thought, you know, fighting with Vegas, maybe. Of course, the Vegas injury is a bit of a setback, and we saw them. They they look like they're going to be the same old Vegas Golden Knights that we've known this whole time, like when they get healthy. And, I mean, Jack Eichel, that's a, a superstar they haven't had before, so that's going to be a great addition for them. The Flames, I, I honestly didn't see this coming. I thought for sure they'd be third, fourth in the division, maybe, you know, winning 2-1 games, but they just go out on the road and they kick ass. And it's, it, it, I mean... It's not the Sutter hockey I think I was expecting. It's been unbelievable. I'm with you. I don't think I even had Calgary in a playoff spot. In fact, I bet you I, I would have probably flipped Calgary and Vancouver yeah. at the beginning of the year. Vancouver would be where Calgary is. Calgary would be where Vancouver is. But uh, the Flames have come out and they've surprised everyone. The goaltending there is amazing. Well, I don't know if it's just the goaltending either. The the defense that they have there, they're very solid. You put that with some good goaltending. They have seven shutouts on the year already, so it's unbelievable what Calgary's doing. Um, I'm one of those guys, I might be an Oilers fan, but uh, I'd love to see uh, Calgary-Edmonton playoff series. So, like, I'm hoping that this keeps up for both teams and we can both make the playoffs and... It'll be awesome. some fireworks. Like that's that's what we want to see. And I mean, I, I know a lot of people like to rip on uh, Matthew Kachuk, but I get it. And and as you should, as an Oilers fan, you should hate the guy. But he he almost single handedly sparked that that revival in the Battle of Alberta. Obviously, credit to Cassian and Mike Smith and Cam Talbot for dropping the mitts as well, which made it fun again. But um, as I'm constantly reminded on the Gregor show, I've never seen the Battle of Alberta in the playoffs. I unfortunately was born in 87 i get mad at my parents all the time like why couldn't you have had me 10 years earlier so i could have seen some of the mayhem that ensued and and and, you know also the oilers dynasty but i mean do you remember oilers flames playoffs i do uh but vaguely um i was probably the last time they were in the playoffs i think i was about 11 years old so i do remember it i remember flurry scoring that goal and (laughs) skating down the ice and you know doing his thing yeah right and that that was what it was there was just so much emotion in those games that uh, when you scored the big goal the players just went nuts on the ice because that was what it was all about sure you 
love the rough stuff, you love the fighting, you love the pushing and shoving and, you know, the name calling out on the ice <laughs> and stuff like that. But when you pop that goal, uh, to, to, to put the other team down, that was the, the biggest thing in all those games. So, you know, luckily for me, my parents did have me they 10 years yeah. sooner, right? So, you know, like I did get to check those games out. They're fantastic. And if we can even have like maybe 50% of the emotion that they had back then in the games coming up this year, man, you're doing pretty good. You're in for a treat. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I loved the Oilers-Jets series, although it didn't go as long as the Oilers would have hoped. And you know, I think you saw some of that boil over to the first two games of the season this year. And we want to see more of that. But Oilers-Flames in the playoffs, I think that would just be unbelievable. Like, everyone has a friend that's a Flames fan. Or if you're a Flames fan, you know, you have that Oilers fan. And it, I I guess I've got to see, you know, my, my Chargers play the Patriots in the playoffs. And there's been that rivalry. But it's one game, right? Full seven-game series, I think, would just be absolutely awesome. So I'm with you. I mean, down the road, let's hope it happens. Um, let's talk about the Oilers Saturday night against the Las Vegas Golden Knights. It was kind of a nice 5 o'clock puck drop on a Saturday. I got a chance to do the pre- and post-game. I was out of the building by, like, 9 o'clock, which, you know, usually it's, it'd be closer to 11 o'clock when you do the, the shows on Saturday nights. I think even later than that, maybe maybe midnight. Um, but the Oilers surprised me when they announced they were going with Miko Koskinen. He was outstanding in the first period. He still gave up a bad goal, but at that point the Oilers were up 3 nothing. so really not, not quite the same. What do you think of the Oilers' performance on Saturday? Uh, I thought they played really well. Uh, once again, you, you hit a bang on with Miko Koskinen. Yeah. He played a, such a lights out first period. Uh, kept them in the game because like Vegas had some great chances. And if it wasn't for Miko, that, that game could have been out of hand before the first period even ended. With Miko Koskinen, I, I think we all just got to face facts. The guy's going to let in one bad goal in the game. It's just the way it is. It, it shouldn't surprise anybody anymore because that's just the player he's been. For his entire career in Edmonton. So, yeah. you know, it's just the same old story with him. But at least this time he let it in when they had a 3 nothing lead instead of it being the first shot of the game or a, a shot that's going to put the Oilers behind. Because uh, those are the ones that you don't want to have because you never want to be chasing the game. But as for the Oilers play, um, I thought they came out, they got that lead. And uh, then the last part of the game, we've seen so many Oilers teams over the last couple of years just kind of shut it down get scored on, either they lose in regulation or it goes to overtime and they lose there. But uh, they played outstanding in the third period, uh, kept them from uh, tying the game, held on for the victory. I think there was, what, a seven-minute stretch where Vegas didn't even yeah. get a shot at the end of the game. You can't play better than that. And I, I know that there's some other teams from the past Probably wouldn't have got that game done, but this this team they just have the confidence that they can win these games, and it's it's nice to see. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, even in like that game, the Oilers. You tell me going into the game, McDavid and Drysaddle aren't going to score goals, and you got Miko Koskinen in the net. I'm like, okay, they they probably lose this game. Hey, maybe they force overtime. Maybe it's a low scoring game. But you're right, Miko kept them in the game early. Some huge saves. Um, the first goal he's allows the, the backhand t- glove side. I mean, he's going to let that glove side goal in. It just, what happens? The second goal, um, it was a may- mayhem in front of the net type play where I, I can't even blame him for that one either. Like that teams are going to score greasy goals against you. It's just going to happen. But so nice to see Jesse Pugliarvi score a goal. It's been a while. Uh, Zach Hyman, it's been a while. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, only his second goal of this season. And even on that two on one goal, Kyler Yamamoto driving the net and just, Go into a position where Robin Leonard has to know he's there. Like, for the guys who we hope to count on to kind of get out of their slumps and put the puck in the net, that's a great sign going forward, hopefully. 
Well, and that's exactly it. Like, I think that there's another stat in the game. That's only the fifth game that they've won out of 60 <laughs> games when Connor and Leon haven't hit the score sheet. Yeah. That's a big deal in Edmonton. Like, because that's what we've been needing for the last couple of years, that depth scoring to step into the lineup and not leave it to Connor and Leon all the time. Like, Connor and Leon, they're going to do what they're going to do, right? There's not very many games that these guys are going to get held off of the score yeah. sheet. So when that happens, the rare times it does, you do need that uh, that second and third line to, to kick in and actually put some points on the board. And that's exactly what happened and got them a big victory against uh, a Pacific rival, yeah. and especially the, the Vegas Knights, right? Like... They're the team that was expected to be at the top of the division. You're putting them back another two points, and you're doing it with your depth scoring, which is something that Edmonton just hasn't had. Yeah, and I mean, you, you look at the standings. Had Vegas won that game, I believe they're within two points of the Oilers. Oilers win in regulation, puts it back to six. And, you know, you're going to need those points. I, I kind of referenced the Toronto Blue Jays last year. Like, man, had they won a couple more games in June or July, they're in the playoffs, right? Like, the, those games that you win and, you, you know, you just – create that differential between you and other teams in the standings. It's absolutely massive. So good win for the Oilers on Saturday. They finished the road trip with a record of two and one. Uh, maybe not the the most beautiful of road trips, but when you get four out of six points, I think you're going to take that as a win. Now, Jeff, on the left side on the defense, I mean, Darnell Nurse is out. Slater Cuckoo's out. Duncan Keith with the ribs we think is out. Who knows when those guys come back? I know Gregor was reporting on Monday that Darnell Nurse did not practice, so maybe he's out at least another week. What have you made of uh, the ragtag group that they put together? And I guess the one I want to ask you most about is former first-round pick Philip Broberg. Uh, well, first off, I think Broberg has played excellent, uh, for, you know, being, uh, only what his third game, I think, in the league. You know, like, come on, he's out there. He's got the most minutes out of any Oiler on the team. That's a big deal, right? Like this kid has gone out there and played and played in situations that, you know, you shouldn't be playing in as a de- mm. defenseman that that's, gr- that is that green out there. Uh, so he's been, uh, outstanding. I love that Chris Russell's got back in the lineup. He does exactly what Chris Russell's going to do. And, uh, Bouchard as well. You know what? He's hanging in there. He's had some tough minutes as well. You can, you can see that he's, I don't want to say he's slowing down because he's not slowing down, but you can tell that the, the everyday NHL life is, Starting to kind of get to him a little bit. He's not really making big mistakes, but you know, there's some smaller mistakes around uh, the ice for him right now, but he's going to get through that as well. He's just a kid too, right? Like, and that's just it. The left side of the defenseman or the, the, the left defenseman of the Oilers right now, it's unbelievable how they're holding things together and keeping them in the game. We, we talked about it when they played uh, Vegas there. They, seven minutes without giving up a shot. And you're not doing that without your defensemen, you know, playing and working hard in their own end. That's what happens. So, you know, like the big names are out, the kids are in, and they're playing fantastic. And you know what? Like to me in in professional sport, maybe maybe almost any business, when someone's not there, that's that's just creating an opportunity. So for Philip Broberg, like I kind of thought, had the season gone well, you don't see him in Edmonton this year. Unfortunately, there's injuries. He gets an opportunity to step up, and he's running with it. And I just love how de- decisive he is. Like, he makes up his mind. If he's going to pinch, he's going for that pinch 100%. And if he gets burned, he gets burned. That's going to happen. Like It's the NHL. It's the best league in the world. But I, I love how decisive he is with his movement um, and leading the team in ice time as well. I mean, that's that's good. I like that you bring up the NHL lifestyle, right? Like Evan Bro- Broberg, or Evan Bouchard, sorry, combined the two guys. Not like he's slowing down, but Stretty used to tell a story about how they'd get on the uh, the plane after a game and uh, like um, 
Magnus PRV Svensson. Magnus PRV. He would just like fall asleep. He'd like get on the plane and be conked out. The young guys, like they just weren't used to it yet. They'd be so tired. So it's going to take some time. But I mean, the Oilers blue line in the next four years, if you have Darnell Nurse, who will be like right in his prime, you'll have Evan Bouchard and you've got Philip Broberg. Like those are nice, a nice group of guys you'll have. Maybe Sam Rukov jumps up. Maybe uh, Nima Line in. Maybe you've got Tyson Berry back for another year. Like it looks like it to me that the future of the blue line in Edmonton is in good hands, and that's after trading Evan, uh, sorry Ethan Bear and Caleb Jones. Well, and uh, I like what you're saying there about the defense, but you can look that way at the entire team, right? Mm. Like you have uh, not only the defense locked up and, you know, like these entry-level contracts that these guys are going to be on are going to be gold, right? Because you're paying those guys up front a lot of money to do what they're doing. Darnell Nurse, he's got that new contract kicking in as well. So you need those cheaper guys on the back end. But you, but you just look at the core, right? You know, like McDavid's here for another five years. Leon's here for another four years. You have Ryan Nugent Hopkins uh, for another eight years. Hyman for Hyman, another seven, yeah. right? You know, like the core of this team is there. And they're going to be playing together year after year for the next little while. They're already the top power play in the NHL. And they're going to be together for years to come. Like, how good can these guys really get? And what if in the, in the next three years the NHL starts calling the playbook? Well, I don't know if we can, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Imagine. But if it did, man, like they are set right up, you know, like the, the core of this team is they're, they're going to be together for a really long time. If you start winning and you start putting a, maybe a Stanley Cup in there a couple of years, like the sky's the limits for this team. Like we could see another decade like we did in the eighties. It's going to be tough. Don't get me wrong. You know, like there's a lot of good teams in the league, but, uh, you have that many players signed. On that team for a long time, they're just going to get better. They're going to get better at playing with each other. Who knows where these guys can go? It's going to be great. Now, Wednesday night, the Penguins in town, 8 o'clock puck drop, a pregame show on TSN 1260. We're going to go for two hours, Tom Gazzola, Matt Cassian, and myself. Love those two-hour marathon pregame shows. Um, Sidney Crosby, same cachet for you? Uh, you know what? I've always, you know, I like Sidney Crosby. Don't get me wrong. I love Sidney Crosby. He's going to be great. It's good to see him in, uh, see him playing as well, especially because, you know, like, let's be real. The guy hasn't had the best start to the year, right? He was injured at the beginning. Yeah. Then he got COVID. He's just starting to get things going again. How do you not love a Connor versus, um, uh, Sidney Crosby? matchup right yeah. it's going to be fantastic right so you know like um i was always on the ov bandwagon like i love the ov but uh you know crosby he's still one of the best players in the league and anytime he comes to town that's going to be a hot ticket and i think it's going to be a good game again tomorrow we'll see how that defense holds up against one of the best players in the world yeah and you're going to see a lot of 87s in the in the crowd i know when the oilers sucked fans looked for other teams and uh sydney crosby was like like you say crosby and ovechkin the two best in the league i'm ov with you I love Alexander Ovechkin. I, I might be one of the rare Edmontonians that hopes he breaks Gretzky's record because I think that would just be so cool to see. But, yeah, it's going to be a fun one a Wednesday night down at the Ice District. My final question for you, Jeff. I know you got to get running. Chris Russell, all-time block shots leader. What do you make of that record? Because for a guy to block a shot and think, you know what, I think I want to do this 2,000 more times to me is – you got to be a different burrito. What is your take on Chris Russell? Well, let's start by saying uh, when I played hockey when I was younger, I blocked one shot, and it hurt for about a week after that. And I was like, you know what? I'm not doing that again. Now there's a reason I'm not in the NHL, Yeah, right? You know, that's <laughs> one of them right there. But Chris Russell, to go out there and do that 2,000 times and not just 
regular shots. Like these are NHL players just blasting that puck, and he gets in front of there. He he does what he does. Plays that uh, that that game where you know, like uh, he's got to be scared all the time out there, you know, like taking all these uh, all this rubber. Uh, but he's out there, he's doing what he needs to do. And um, if you ask the team, the team just loves that type of player because he'll do whatever it takes for him to help the team succeed. And uh, not every player's got that built into them. There's a lot of players out there that uh, they just look, well, what can I do to get myself some stats or get on the board here today? Not Chris Russell. It's not about that for him. He probably doesn't even care that he's got the record for 2,000 shot blocks. All he wants to do is be on the team and make sure that he's helping the team win. And how do you go wrong with a player like that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just a guy who endears himself to you. And I mean... Maybe block shots aren't always the biggest thing, but I can recall in the glory days when, say, Jason Smith blocked, you know, consecutive shots on the power play, the crowd got into it. Like, they recognize that kind of thing in a town like this. Smart hockey fans. And, uh, yeah, that's absolutely awesome. Jeff, thanks for joining me today on Twitter at Walker8Jeff. You can hear him Monday through Friday on the Dave Jameson Show with Matthew Iwanek. Jeff, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Very quickly here, we're going to get to our sponsor. A little, a little information on DraftKings. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and you win $100 in free bets. If they score, you can score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We now bring in Hernan Salz of TSN 1260. You can catch him after every Oilers game, the Don Wheaton on White Post Game Show with Tom Gazzola. The Lowdown with Low Tide, 10 a.m. till noon, Monday through Friday. He's got the Locked on Oilers podcast. Two guys in a goalie. He's also part of the Green and Gold kickoff shows when the uh, CFL wraps are around back again. The Elkcast, he's on Twitter at Hernandaman. I think we got it all, Hernan. How are you doing today, my friend? Good, man. You? I'm I'm doing good. We got a, a drop-off of Tim Beeps at the yeah. station today, so... Shout out to Beebs if he's uh, ever wants to tune in. I know he's a Leafs guy, but shout out to Tim Hortons as well. If they ever uh, want to sponsor a local Edmonton podcast, I'd be on board to drink their coffee <laughs> and uh, eat their Tim Beebs no doubt. all day long. Uh, Hernan, the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. Quarter of the way through the season, first place in the Pacific Division. They have a game in hand of the Calgary Flames. Safe to say we expected this. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Sure. It's um, it's awesome though, man. Like they go in on Saturday, they win a game that many of us were kind of doubting because who started in net, looking at the left side, and then they come out and they hold on. And we did the post game show together, and mm-hmm. it's just like if you're an Oiler fan, how can you be disappointed? And I know Tippett might drive you crazy sometimes with his moves, or he didn't like what Kenny Holland did. But how can you r- sit there and be like, I'm disappointed? Yeah, like you're 15 and five, man. <laughs> Like it's this is uh we haven't had a start like this in Edmonton in ages, man. Decade at least. 
It's like winning a lot of money and then giving a little bit of it back at the casino and being so mad about it. It's like the expectations here for this season, I don't know. I thought for sure it'd be, you know, they'd be in the running, but maybe they'd be second in the division. But they're winning games, and now they're dealing it with some adversity in the team. Like, Darnell Nurse exits this for a little while. Uh, Duncan Keith, love him or hate him, he's gone for a little yeah. while. And you're you're banking on these young guys to step up, and they're still finding ways to get wins. And, I mean, Mikko Koskinen, uh, you said it on the postgame show on Saturday, that was his best period as an oiler against the Vegas Golden Knights. Like, yeah. he was outstanding in the first period. He's the reason they, they probably were in that game. It could have easily been two or three nothing Vegas in the first 15 minutes. Instead, the Oilers exit that first period two nothing. So, I don't know. And I, I know you've done your show already today on, uh, on TSN 1260 with Al, the lowdown with low tide. I mm-hmm. finally got a chance to see him for the first time in like two years. Pays to come into work a little bit early. And, I mean, I, yeah, I just don't get the people that are complaining. I heard you guys, and it sounded like you guys were getting some cl- complaints about the fourth line. Well, people complaining about Tippett, like they have to fire him because <laughs> Mike David and Drysdale are leading the way. Like, so? They're your best players. That's what best players do. Like, why, why are people shocked by that? Now, Kenny Holland, I think he brought in Hyman, right, Connor? <laughs> I think he brought in Fogel. It wasn't McDavid. I don't. Think I think he, he brought in Cece. And everything he's called, Koskinen getting a start on Saturday, great, great call by the coach. The Cassian to the first line in Arizona, great call. They scored eleven points. What are we? Like, I just it's driving me crazy. Like, and he's like, well, he can lock down a fourth line spot. Well, yeah, because no one on the fourth line is playing well. <laughs> and mean- when Shore's back, now that McLeod's kind of. It's got this surge going and looks like he's going to be a player and he's on that third line. It looks like it's going to be Ryan. And when Shore's back, those two guys are going to be a mainstay. And then it's only going to matter who's on the other side. But like, we're complaining about a fourth line. And I said, this guy's like, well, tell me what Tippett and Holland did. Well, why this team's 15 5? And I said, I'm not wasting my time, man. Like, like, do you prefer their 5 and 15? So then you can be right about Tippett and, and everybody keeps bringing up playoffs and it's driving me crazy, Connor. Like, it's, for all the negativity we went through in this business with the Oilers being absolute crap, like bad, like bad. They were out by November. And to sit here and the team's 15-5, and five, you have the two, two best players in the world, and we're still complaining about this team's record and how they're being coached and how they're being managed. Like it's – don't get me wrong, Connor. I didn't like all Kenny Holland's deals. Okay? But they've worked out. Yeah. I mean, if you want to sit back and say, you know what? Gave up too much for Duncan Keith and didn't get the salary retained. That's fair. Yeah, I don't like that still. That's a fair complaint. Zach Hyman in five years? Yeah, that's a fair complaint, I think. We'll see how it works out. But but we'll wait five years. If you want to be pessimistic, you can. But let's let's give some credit to the current edition of the Oilers. They're winning hockey games. And the whole thing, like, oh, you know, they're being carried by two players. Like, oh, so the Tampa Bay Lightning weren't being carried by... Uh, Point and Palat last Boston's year. Boston's not carried by their top line. <laughs> like, Colorado's not carried by their three studs up front and their elite defensemen. Like, why is that? Look at look at uh, Toronto, man. They've won what fourteen of their last sixteen. Yeah. What's they're, the reason for that? They're best players. <laughs> so when we sit here in Edmonton and we complain because the Oilers are doing well because the, their best players are leading the way, that makes no sense to me. So would you be happy if it was the third line scoring more goals than McDavid and Drysaddle? That would make you happier. Like it's just. Uh, like I tell you, Connor, like it's it's one of those things where it's like enjoy it, Oilers fans. Like this fan base has been through so much crap, so much, man. First overall picks, tanking, coaching changes, general manager changes, horrible trades. 
And yes, you can not be happy with certain things, but to sit here and, and still be complaining and saying that this team won't win in the playoffs. How do you know that? It's November. The playoffs start in April. Like, yeah. This team is going to add. The, the the five on five is going to improve, and everybody's like, well, Hernan, they only score on the power play. That's not true. They didn't score a power play goal on Saturday. Did they, Connor? No, no. And McDavid and Drysdale didn't score a goal on Saturday or an assist. So they didn't get any points, and they still found a way to like win. You can win- look at the track record. It doesn't happen often. but They're winning games that we never saw this team win. And it's just, it's it's getting, like, I just want people to enjoy themselves, man. Worry about the playoffs in April. I'm not worried about it, Connor. <laughs> now, if they lose in the first round, are we going to rip them? Hell yeah, we are. Yeah. Because that's what we do. We're in the business for that. And fans are entitled to do it as well. Of course they are. But to be sitting here a quarter into the season with the team in first place in the Pacific and and, and the pleasure of watching McDavid and Drysaddle every night, we're still here upset about things and all the fourth line and Weiss Cassian on the first line. Like, who cares, man? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and I, I kind of like, people People would ask me, well, what do you th- who do you think should start in that? And <clears throat> on Saturday night, I was wrong because I said Skinner. Well, I maybe think, Skinner would have done that. I think most of us said Skinner. But Dave Tippett, you know, for the most part, has made these good decisions when it comes to goaltending. For for a couple of years with Koskinen and Smith, he he seemed to be pretty dialed into who should get the start, and maybe it's also Coach Coach Schwartz who who weighs in on it. But yeah, I mean, I, I think the best thing to do is just judge this team on how they are right now and who's in front of you. Don't make up a hypothetical scenario where they lose in the playoffs. Like no. that's you're you're making stuff up in your head, and then you're just projecting it out there for no reason. Like. Okay, well, geez, you know, I, I don't like what they did because in six years it's not going to look as good. Like, live in the moment, enjoy it right now, as you say. I agree 100%. You sound like a guy who, who works at TSN 1260 and just finished up a show and had to deal with some negative Nellies out there. Well, and then we get the we get the listener that says, why do you guys keep reading this negative test? And I'm like, well, because it's 90%. <laughs> like, seriously. And look, their last game, last um, four games, the Oilers have scored 14 goals. You know how many are on the power play? Two. Three. <laughs> so let's stop using that as an excuse, Connor. But that's what <laughs> I mean. Like, don't the let the facts play. get in the way of, of your happiness. Like, yeah. because it's people were today were saying, well, Dreisaitl, you know, Dave Tippett's a bad coach because he hasn't killing penalties. Well, if you're paying attention, Dreisaitl's not a regular PK. Um, he's usually out there late yeah. if they need a faceoff win or if it's a five on three because he's really good at five on three. But it's usually Nugent Hyman, Ryan Yamamoto, your top four. And then you got Sevier, who can also kill penalties. Mm-hmm. Sure, when he's healthy. He's back, yep. So to sit here and say that he's doing this to Dryside on what if he breaks his foot? And well, he, you, you, did you know that Leon Dryside can break his foot five on five on the power play? Yeah. Yeah, okay. You so. can do it at practice too. So I'm just, and I, I know I'm being kind of a pain in the butt here, but Connor, I'm just annoyed. Like, like it's, I'm just annoyed with with, and it's not all Oilers fans. Most Oilers fans are great, but like, why be such a negative Nelly man? Like, and listen, they they play Wednesday, they lose that game. We're gonna break it down, and we're if they play like crap, we're gonna say it, and that's fine. But when we're looking at it overall, Edmonton Oilers team, and and you're still not happy with Tippett and Holland, like I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, like we went from the Shirelli, McLennan, who was the other uh, coach that came in after uh, McLennan. Uh, well, Dave Tippett. But uh, Ken Hitchcock, sorry. Hitchcock, yeah. <laughs> Horrible trades and all this and all that. And then 
all this duo has done is take the Oilers to the playoffs every year. Something that hasn't happened since the early 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and you're right. It's not everyone, but it's it's the negative people that are usually the loudest and, and want their point to be heard. Like, And I'll, I'll log in to our little text machine there, yeah. and it'll be the negative text will come in at like 2 o'clock, right on the nose. And I'll look at this person's history, and it was sent at 10 o'clock. Noon. Yeah. It's just the person that wants their point to be out there that they want to just bring this team down. And um, yeah, like, hey, I, I, I am 100% good with fair criticism of this team. Like, the of slow course. starts, they got to yeah. figure it out. Uh, you know, could they get some more scoring from deeper in their lineup? Yeah, for sure. Not every team gets it. It's not like it has to happen. But it, yeah, it would sure be nice. But they're still winning hockey games. Uh, two and one on their last road trip. Good for them. They're, they're not always going to be nice, but you know, that win against Vegas, you got it done, and you increased the lead in the division from Edmonton to Vegas to six points. You lose that game, it's down to two. Like that's that could be a big two points down the road. So I, I I'm a hundred percent. I'm okay with criticisms, but yeah, I mean, right now might not be the time to do it. And I think some people want them to struggle so they can be critical, just so they can be right. And that's the sad part. And listen, Connor, is there, you know, what one of the benefits of this season so far has been is that the Oilers haven't played their A game. Yeah. I don't think they have. I think they've played really well. I think they've played good. I think they've played okay. And I've seen them play some bad games. Buffalo comes to mind. Detroit comes to mind. The Dallas game, the most recent one. But this team has yet to hit like a game where you're like, wow, what a start. Because they're slow starters. They usually don't score the first goal. But they're finding ways. And that's okay because throughout the season... Like Dave Tippett's not sitting there saying we're fine, guys. No, he's like, guys, we got to stop giving up the first goal. We got to start better. We need uh, at times better goaltending. Our PK has to be even better. Like, I don't think he's just sitting there content with what's going on. And now, like I said, Connor, yeah, there is things we can nitpick at. We're in the media. That's what we do. Fans do it as well. But at the end of the day, I think this team is this so far from the finished product that when the playoffs come come around in the spring, it's going to be a completely different team. Yeah, and I don't see them. I don't see the orders getting worse, Connor. That's my point here. No, I mean I, I think that when you look at uh, Darnell Nurse and who he'll be paired with, whether it's Bouchard or Barry, like it's going to be the best player going into the playoffs. Then you're going to hopefully have a healthy Duncan Keith with Cody CC. Your left defense hey, it could be Philip Broberg. How big of an improvement would that be going from Slater Cuckoo, Chris Russell to a Philip Broberg who's got sixty plus games underneath his belt, right? Like, and what can you do at the deadline? I mean, well, right? I mean, you can add someone, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And I think the Oilers, we don't know for sure how it's going to work out with Dylan Holloway, but may, maybe he's ready to make that leap. Craig Button from the NHL and TSN, yeah, yeah. hockey guy, was a GM, thinks he's ready to make the leap. Obviously, he had the, the unfortunate injury, which is it's a setback, but maybe he jumps into your top six. Maybe the Oilers go out and acquire a third-line center. I know Struddy brings up Jeff Carter. We'll see him on Wednesday when the Penguins come to town like, Imagine that, like a bona fide third yeah. line center, and then you have Derek Ryan as your fourth line center. Like, yeah, it's not a finished product, so why, why complain about it? I, I just don't get it. And Holloway is like that guy, like you said, like if he comes in and, and everybody's like so high on him, and not just fans and media, but like you're talking guys that have experience in managing Hockey NHL guys, teams, yeah. like Button. So can you see him after the Olympics? Because he's not going to return till about January. He's probably going to have to play in the AHL. For sure, 100%. So why not get him 100% ready to go, some games in the AHL, call him up in March, and see what you have. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. But I'm I'm with you. Like, Carter's an interesting name, but 
the Oilers are going to add to this team. Like they're this is this is not a finished product, and I and I really like what they've shown. Like Broberg to play twenty three minutes against Vegas yeah. to lead all the Oilers in ice time. That's a huge step on like, the road, and that's not a fluke. You don't fluke into twenty three minutes. Your coach wants you out there, so I think that's huge for this team. So like. Connor, we do these Oilers podcasts weekly, and and it's been it's been uh, it's been different because the Oilers are winning so much, and and it's and you always have to look at the good and the bad from each game, and we do that. But I just want Oilers fans listen to me on the other Connor podcast. Just be happy, like seriously, be happy. Your team is doing well, and and I just mentioned it. And Connor, they have yet to play their A game. Have a like they're not good starters. Yeah. They're not like imagine when they figure it all out. And their special teams, yeah, it's it's carrying them, but so what? That's what special teams are there for. If you're good at it, you're going to benefit. If you're bad, you're probably going to lose more often than not. So look at Vancouver, for example. They're terrible on the power play. They're terrible on the PK. Like, but it's it's it's. I find it just curious when people are like, "Well, it's their power play." So <laughs> one year it might be their goaltending. It's their power play that doesn't get the amount of opportunities that it should. And and that's the thing, right? Like on uh, Saturday again, McDavid gets hauled down, no yeah. penalty. He even looks at him. Uh, was it the Arizona game? He gets cross-checked into the into the net. Yeah, no call. Like it's it's just yeah. And the refs and it's only going to get worse in the playoffs, Connor. So the Oilers have to improve five and five. But I think they've done a good job. I just threw those stats. They eleven of their last fourteen goals either shorthanded or five and five. No, oh, Hernan. People will always find a way, though. They will always find a way. And I mean, it, and it's funny. I, I kind of like just look back to, you know, look at the Tampa Bay Lightning over the last couple of years. I mean, you think there was fans in that base that were just like, oh, man, we got to fix this. Like, like, let's fire John Cooper. Okay, John Cooper doesn't. Because remember they lost one year. We all thought they were going to go to the final and they got swept by Columbus. Columbus like yep. that. But I, I always, I don't know if you think, if you share this with me, but it comes with any sport. I think all the great teams go through heartbreak before they they win it all. Like I I feel like Tampa Bay like that was heartbreaking for them and their fans and the organization, but it made them stronger. Like I don't think teams just fall into a championship. Like I think you have to go through some heartbreak and maybe that's with the Oilers too. I mean, none of us saw the Oilers getting swept last season. I didn't yeah. see that coming. I, yeah. I knew they could lose. I didn't think it'd be four straight, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean the like it, it was close too, right? Like three overtime games. It, it could have easily been a. A series where the Oilers get one lucky bounce and weren't the Oilers up way. like three and four? Our good buddy Archibald took care of that though. <laughs> <laughs> that that penalty, I mean, that that's going to bug me for a long time. That was so unnecessary in that game. But anyways, uh, Hernan, we've got the Pittsburgh Penguins in town on Wednesday. Uh, I asked Jeff Walker this earlier on in the podcast, but Sidney Crosby come to town. Obviously, had some injuries, had the COVID. Is he still a big draw for you? Like, do you get hyped up for Sid versus McDavid? I'll be there. Well, hell yeah! Like, and I'm a. I've never been like. I find I find NHL fans are either Ovechkin or Crosby, but I'm both, <laughs> man. That's what Jeff said too. Yeah, and uh, it's like soccer, Messi and Ronaldo. Well, who do you like? Well, I like both. Like, yeah. why do I have to choose? I don't have an affiliation to their team, so I don't care. Uh, so yeah, I think Sidney Crosby. Everything he's accomplished, he is older, but he's still a draw. Like he's still an elite, elite player. You saw what he did last year in fifty six games. He was up for the heart, wasn't he? Yeah. So like this is huge, and 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 he's a guy that I respect because he knows McDavid is taking over. Yeah. So he's gonna elevate his game on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> you think he's gonna be like, yeah, okay, Connor McDavid is the best player in the league. He does amazing things, but I am not going anywhere just yet. Look at Ovechkin, man. Like top three in scoring Patrick points on was it Friday? Friday, yeah. In those sick uniforms, 
I love Ovi. I've I've always tilted to Ovi just yeah. because I love the way he plays, like physical. And I was always rooting for him to get that championship, and he finally did it. Like he's amazing. But they're both man. outstanding. So yeah, so I'm pumped for that game, Connor. I'm really looking forward to it. I, I, and it's been so long since we've seen uh, Crosby in town. So it's 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 and you know the media is going to be all over, it and Crosby's going to have to answer questions about McDavid, <laughs> vice versa. Vice versa. <laughs> yeah. But and I think both guys are kind of. I well, Connor's a little more timid, but Sid's always praising him. Like yeah, this kid's special. Like. And it just makes me feel because I still remember when Sidney Crosby got uh, drafted. Like old already, we're the same uh, age. So when people are like, "He's getting older," I'm like, "Oh shoot!" Yeah, I'm like, "So am I." Like you look at Ovi, what 35 <laughs> years old, and, yeah. and what he's doing. Like that guy's truly a machine, man. Like there's no other words. I, I, I don't know. Different players, but I love them both, man. And I hope that game on Wednesday is, is an absolute blast going to be fun for sure and then down the road when the caps come to town it's going to be awesome yeah. hernan thank you for doing this today yeah sorry i rambled on a lot there but no oh, this is like a psychology session you just lay down <laughs> vent and uh be happy we'll, be, <laughs> we'll do it again sometime thanks again buddy yeah. and that'll do it for another edition of the other connor podcast here on the hockey podcast network big thank you to my guests jeff walker and hernan salas for joining me on the podcast today and big thank you to you guys for tuning in to another edition of this show. One more quick shout out to DraftKings. If you're going to sign up today, make sure to use promo code THPN when you do so. The Edmonton Oilers currently first place in the Pacific Division. Their next action comes Wednesday night. We'll take on City Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins. You can get into the pregame show and the pregame coverage with TSN 1260 starting at 6 o'clock. Tom Gazzola, Matt Cassian and myself on Wednesday. Thank you guys again for tuning in. I'm Connor Halley. Give me a follow on Twitter at Connor Halley. We'll talk to you next time here on the Other Connor Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Other Connor Podcast. New shows drop every Tuesday and Friday wherever you get your podcasts from.